I'm Haley from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 169 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we're going to talk about ways to podcast other than weekly. In this week's Better Podcasting download, I tell you all about why I haven't done my Roadcaster Pro review yet, and there might be some samples. Like grocery store samples? And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we spot some better podcasting mentions in a lot of places. Lauren, start the show now. I may have a Roadcaster Pro, but you'll always be the Better Podcasting Pro. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to episode 169 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew and I am pleased to say that Stargate Pioneer is here again with me this week. Hey, how you doing, Stephen? Please call me SP. You've known me long enough. You can call me SP. Can I call you late for dinner? You, yeah, I, I, as long as you call me, you know, <laughs> it's that dinner time that we're podcasting, so might as well get something to eat. We have a really great show for everybody tonight, and we're just going to get right into it. We often start the show, actually always start the show with a how I saved my podcast story or a how I could have saved my podcast story. Now, how I could have saved my podcast story is generally when we reach out into the interwebs and we see something that everybody can learn from and a how I saved my podcast story comes from our listeners that they have hurdled something in order to get their podcast out and they want to share with everybody so everybody can learn from the experience. Well, Stephen, guess what? Tonight, we actually have both combined. We actually have a voicemail from a listener with a how I could have saved my podcast story, but we're going to turn it into a how I saved my podcast story. So Stephen, Run the clip. Hi, Steven and SP. Jason here from such pods as Smoking and Drinking in Space and Bad Gamers Anonymous. I don't have a how I saved my podcast for you, but I do have a how I should have saved my podcast. A few weeks back, I was traveling and needed to record on the road. This was a spur of the moment trip with practically no lead time, and I thought I had a good plan in place to make do with the time and resources I had. And it might have worked if it weren't for those darn kids and their dog. Oh, wait, wrong story. Anyway, I plan to use my Logitech G430 headset, the install of Audition on my laptop, and TeamSpeak 3 to conference in with my co-host for that week. I know, the G430 isn't a great-sounding mic, but it would work for my purposes for just one week. And I normally use Discord to conference in with my co-host and use Craig for backup since it's multi-channel. But I also patched sound through my interface back out to Discord for our pod crawl and needed that same functionality without an interface. TeamSpeak has a soundboard plugin that fit the bill. Unfortunately, TeamSpeak doesn't do multi-track recording, which would bite me later on. 
Things happened on the trip, and of course, the best laid plans of mice and men compressed the amount of time I had to prep the equipment for the session, so I was in a rush. Mistake numero uno. Fast forward to go time, and I've got everything set up, and I'm talking with my co-host over TeamSpeak, and we do our normal checks, but he says I sound a little strange, like the quality isn't great. I make some mic volume adjustments. He says it's better but not great, and we chalk it up to some questionable internet and uh, using TeamSpeak. Mistake number two. We start. I'm getting waveform, so I push audition to the background so that I may have my show notes and reference material up front. Now, normally, I'm using a dual monitor setup with audition on one screen and everything else on the other so that I can monitor the recording. I'm on a laptop this week, and I've yet to have an issue with audition recordings, so I ignore audition for the rest of the session. Mistake part three, the mistakening. We in the session, my co-host uploads their recording, and I check on mine. It shows I've only recorded 15 minutes worth of audio. Panic sets in. I listen to the recorded audio. It sounds like a meth-addled alien on a helium bender. Here's a sample. A sense of dread washes over me, but I remember I've got a backup. Okay, sure, it's not a multi-track backup and editing is going to suck, but it's doable. I've done it before. I check the TeamSpeak recording and get my first clue into what's actually happened. On the TeamSpeak recording, I sound like I recorded from Alexander Graham Bell's house. I check the mic sample settings in Windows, and sure enough, I'm sampling at 8,000 Hz, the same sample rate as a landline telephone. Since I recorded the session in Audition at 48,000 Hz, that explains why the recording was only 15 minutes long and it sounded like a chipmunk's Christmas record on Fast Forward. I tried slowing the audition sample down, but the loss of fidelity on the audio was worse than the TeamSpeak recording. I thought about re-recording my audio, but decided that just wouldn't sound natural. The TeamSpeak backup was too flawed. I might have worked with it if it were multi-track or if the actual sample were good, but both together was just a bridge too far. I scrapped that session and we skipped a week's release. It killed me. The moral of this incredibly long tale of woe and stupidity is to always check your settings, especially when it's a new setup. Even if you're rushed, there's always time to do it right. So first off, thank you very much for sending that in. We do really, really, really appreciate when we have clips, especially ones that have so many layers like this and phenomenal job telling a story. So easy for everybody to follow. Uh, the second thing that I got to say right now is um, why haven't you shared the time travel with us? Uh, you 1922, now we're 1920s-ish. You said you were recording at Alexander Graham Bell's house. Like He also uh, said he was recording with mice. That's and true. I would definitely like to see that. So the next time you record with mice, please take a picture or a stream it somewhere. I don't care where. And then, you know, send a link out. And I think you'd make millions by podcasting with mice. Exactly. But, you know, when you want to share that technology and those photos with us, go ahead. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk a little bit about your other portions of your clip as we dub it the less interesting part of the clip. But uh, I'm just kidding. SP, go ahead. What do you have to say about this? I actually have a lot to say. I mean, he was just using what he had to podcast. So I applaud Jason for doing that. It's not what we would recommend, but we both started in places where we wouldn't recommend today. 
and I'm applauding Jason for at least starting. He podcasted. He was on the road. He actually went through the recording. So congratulations for doing that. It just didn't turn out. Okay. But he did that with what I would consider to be substandard equipment. I think Jason would agree with that. I think he had some decent methodology to it, but I don't think he had time to test it in advance, which also always leads to some sort of woe and misery, as he was saying. So, yeah, I get that. So, first of all, I'm going to say instead of using that headset microphone, and I have a couple of them, I know what he's talking about a USB chat headset that everybody's used for their Skype calls or gaming or stuff like that. Instead of doing that, get a cheap like Samsung Q2U. I was lucky enough to get the Knox podcasting microphone. I believe it when it was $39. So, I have that one. I also have all the other ones. I have the AT2005, the ATR2100, and the Samsung Q2U. Samsung Q2U, especially on sale, seems to be the best one. But if you're waiting for that sale, I mean, use what you got. In his case, he had the chat microphone. So there, he said he was used to a dual monitor configuration. Now, Stephen, I know both you and I have done this before. I don't know if his laptop has this capability, but you can go HDMI out of your of most laptops not all of them and into the monitor or the tv that's in the hotel room most hotel rooms i I think 99.9 percent have some sort of tv and you can use that as a second monitor so i get the fact that you go from two monitors to a small screen i mean i have a 17 inch screen and that's too small for me on the road i do use the dual monitor steven you use what uh is it a 13 inch or a 15 inch i think it's a 15 inch 15 right inch, yeah 15 inch and that's it's always difficult very difficult right the other thing that he mentioned was that he basically wasn't monitoring what he was recording and the way we get around that when we're on the road is we use a hardware recorder like a Zoom H5 or a Zoom H6. I realize not everybody has one of those, but that is the bonus of using a hardware recorder is you can monitor what's going on. You can also visually see if it's recording or not. That doesn't mean that's infallible. You can forget to hit start. You can have the wrong settings going on, but at least you can monitor what's going on and you can visually see, oh, hey, I'm recording because I'm looking at my little remote right now and i see hey i'm recording right now so we're all good there and then finally here's the other thing that he could have done that he didn't and i know it's a lot of time we were discussing this beforehand instead of re-recording your audio to sound like exactly how you were in the podcast which never works by the way what you can do is you can take your co-host audio if it's still there and you can do it in an interview style where you record basically a new episode, but you do your parts via an interview. It does take a lot more work, but you can get to the point where you don't have to miss a week. However, when the bottom line of this, he did not have a quality product. He did not want to make his listeners listen to chipmunks or helium-addled aliens, and he did not publish. And I think that's good because he's looking out for the quality that his listeners are used to. I 100% agree, and I have no problem when somebody says the quality just wasn't there, so I'm not going to put it out this week. I have zero issue. Do I care when it happens routinely as a listener? Absolutely, I do, especially if you're just being over picky, but a one-off when you got a good track record or, you know, maybe you're starting out, most people will be a little forgiving. It is what it is, and, you know, the thing is, if you end up 
owning it and say I, it just didn't work out, most people are going to be understanding because you're just you had something go wrong and you could just talk about it the next week. Yeah, you'll get some tweets or some Facebook messages in between. Some people might not even notice. That's the hard reality is some people don't listen to you right when you come out. And sometimes it might take them a couple of weeks to get caught up. And so some people won't even notice. I but do have a final suggestion. What he could do instead of doing the interview podcast that I said is instead of releasing a full episode, he could release a short trailer for the episode the next week using his co-host's audio. So that is another way that you can use some of that audio and get it out. Still get an episode out. It could just be a one minute promo, but you can get that out too. The last thing that you could possibly do, well, the last thing that we'll mention here is you could do what I always do when something goes wrong here with Stargate Pioneer's track is you just do your best impression. So like here I go, I hate condenser microphones. I love dynamic microphones and I really, really, really love Anchor. See, spot on SP impression. Spot on. You, you missed the IAB podcast measurement guidelines <laughs> 2.0 in there, which I seem to be quoting on a multiple daily basis over on Reddit. <laughs> Fair enough. So if you have a how I save my podcast story or a how I wish I had saved my po podcast story or a how I could have saved my podcast story, please get in touch with us through any of the ways you can head on over to betterpodcasting.com and find them there as well. If you head over to betterpodcasting.com slash discord, that will take you to the Gunna Geek Discord, and there's a, a better podcasting channel over there where if it's a short little thing, feel free to submit it over there, but we'd love to have an audio clip or a video clip from you. And it's always great to play that on this show. But let's go ahead and move on to our featured segment. Now, usually when we discuss podcasting, we are primarily coming at it from the method of weekly podcasting, whether it's a new show, a review show, a trivia show, sports show, teaching show, ongoing audio drama, political show, religious show, history show, dating show, self-improvement show, comedy show, gaming show, science show. Well, you get the idea. Those are all shows that can be done on a weekly basis and in our fact done on a weekly basis. And we've discussed before why weekly consistency can be good for your show. But what if you want a podcast, except you don't want to be tied down to that weekly commitment or, or maybe you are starting to get burned out on your weekly show and you are contemplating some alternatives, or maybe you want to do as many podcasts as me but you have slightly more sanity than I do, so you know that you can't do that many concurrent podcasts. As many podcasts as the Stargate Pioneer? What? No way! No one can do as many as the Stargate Pioneer. The Stargate Pioneer, yeah. Well, I guess that's my Gmail account, yeah, the Stargate Pioneer. Just because somebody, and I don't know who, has StargatePioneer at gmail.com. I've sent emails, I've gotten nothing back. It's not me. Anyway, well, guess what? If you're looking for options, there are options for you. In this episode, we're going to discuss what those options are to weekly podcasting, what the pros and cons to those options are, and what our best practices are in those non-weekly podcasting options. Steven, where do you want to start off with? Let's go ahead and kick it off here with some non-weekly podcasting options. First off, you've heard us and you've probably realized that we here at Better Podcasting believe that consistency is a key to podcasting. 
Not only is it a key, but we call it the key, actually, to help grow your podcast. Because if people don't know when you're coming out, that can be a problem because they might just lose interest with you. There's a whole bunch of downside that comes with that. But consistency doesn't just mean a weekly release. No, there are other ways that you can be consistent as well. And this can come for a variety of reasons. For example, maybe you have too many family commitments on the go. Maybe your schoolwork is getting in the way of podcasting. Perhaps you have demanding jobs. Yes, plural, or just a demanding job in general. A lot of people have more than one job. Or maybe you have other hobbies that take a lot of time, which could potentially lead to your actual podcast topic. There's an idea. Or maybe, just like me, you're lazy. You're just plain old lazy and sit around drinking Canadian beer all the time, watching hockey and curling on television, talking about how good-looking your co-host is on better podcasting named Stargate Pioneer. I don't remember that line being here. It wasn't in there. That was all ad-lib, Stephen. Thank you very much. (laughs) So how are you going to find time to do podcasting if you want to do all of these things plus do a podcast? You know, all of the things involved with a podcast, like researching, drafting, recording, show notes, recording, editing, publishing, and promoting it. Well, don't stress yourself out because you could possibly record bi-weekly. That's the first thing that we want to mention right now is the idea of recording bi-weekly because that is something that a lot of people do find as a good balance between consistency and not having to go weekly. And there's lots of shows that do a bi-weekly release. On the Gunna Geek Network at GunnaGeekNetwork.com, there's a couple shows right off the top of our heads that we want to mention, including In Defense of Podcast, The Dad.io Podcast, Game Life Balance, These are just a few examples on our Gonna Geek Network. Now, here's a fun fact. The first podcast, well, the second podcast that I did, but the first long-term podcast that I did, the comic book podcast that I refer to, it actually started off as a bi-weekly show before we found that all of our schedules were able to align and make it into a weekly show. Worked really well because we were also trying to get the hang of doing this podcasting thing together And also, one of the members was actually in the military, so it worked out really well for that schedule as well. There are some pros that come with bi-weekly podcasting. What are those, SP? We're going to run down a few of those right here. So you can podcast every other week, and it does, in fact, give you more time to actually produce the episode and publish it. So if you're looking for more time to do the post-processing and get the podcast out, bi-weekly or every other week podcasting can provide that to you. Now, podcasting every other week also helps keep you regular to your audience so that they know when to expect the next episode. For instance, every other week, I know to expect Dad.io in my podcatcher, and I listen to it in the gym like I did today. Every other week, every other Wednesday, I'm expecting Dad.io to be in there in my playlist, so I listen to it. Now, podcasting bi-weekly might allow you to come up with some special Patreon-exclusive content in the off weeks. Yes, you can produce extra content for your supporters in those off weeks. Bi-weekly podcasting also allows you more time to research or prep to make better shows on the front end. And bi-weekly 
podcasting gives you more time to recharge your batteries in between and lower your risk of burning out. Steven, you have an example of burning yourself out. Yeah, so here's the thing. When we launched the Fanboy Buzz podcast, we were actually also running a semi-popular comic book website. We had a lot of traffic, especially in the indie side of things. So we had a lot of comics coming in for reviews. We had articles to write. We had a community forum to run, a fairly popular one. So there was a lot of tasks that we had going on already when we decided, okay, let's make it harder and add a, add a podcast. So it was a really good opportunity to be able to continue managing those things and only have to do the podcast once every other week. So absolutely, uh, it worked really, really well for us when we launched. Now, there are some cons to bi-weekly podcasting that we're going to go over some of them anyway. Podcasting every other week gives your audience the opportunity to find a replacement for your show in your off week. So be conscious of that. Podcasting bi-weekly can also run into issues with sometimes three episodes a month. And if you're covering one or two main topics a month and you need a special topic for that third week bonus episode, basically, to keep that every other week tempo going. And you might feel a little out of the groove by not podcasting every week. Steven, when you and I just take a couple of days off, it takes us a little while to get back into the groove of podcasting. I can't imagine skipping a week or two of a bi-weekly show and then having to come back into it. That is going to take some warm-up to get ready for the actual show. So that's a con here. And the more time you obsess over the stuff you don't really need to obsess over, and that is with the extra time in between episodes. So you can worry about how you could have said something better, a flub of your words. You can obsess over statistics, which I encourage you not to do, even though I did it for years. I don't think it's valuable for anybody to do that. So those are some cons. And then if you weigh all the pros and the cons, and if podcasting every other week fits your bill, why don't you go for it? But what if it doesn't? What if you're still looking for alternatives and bi-weekly isn't it, Stephen? What would you do? Well, you could very well try to produce a podcast every month or every other month. Now, fewer podcasts do go this route because of the fact that the frequency sometimes is not enough for listeners when you are doing one show a month or one show every other month. Now, although producing a podcast each month can give you a lot of time to do things like research and put an episode together the thing is that some listeners again might not make that time on their their ipod or wherever they're listening to you in order to check out your show if you're not constantly in their ear but if you are podcasting by yourself this might be a good option for you but because you're not regularly sitting down to record there's actually good odds that you might happen to pod fade sooner because you could potentially just keep putting off the recording. This is something that a lot of people do is they go, okay, I'll get to it. I'll do it in four weeks from now. Four weeks comes and, the, and, and there's that sound that I just left. Silence. And they just keep putting it off. And if you, listener, have a great example of a show that you listen to or produce that is monthly or bi-monthly, let us know and we'd love to hear from you and your experiences with it. Moving on, though, there is another infrequent podcasting option that we're going to explore with you right now, and that is produce whenever you want to. Yep, 
just throw it out whenever you feel like you want to actually produce an episode. Could be every day, could be every other day, could be every quarter, could be three times a year, could be once a year, whatever. Whenever you want to, you throw that episode out there. Guess what? There's some successful podcasts that do this. Dan Carlin of Hardcore History does this. This is work for Dan, but, but Dan both puts a lot of effort and research into his shows. They're long as heck, three, four, six, eight, 12 hours a piece. And Dan has a following. Yep. Every episode he puts out gets like a million or two downloads within a day or two. Yeah. That's a following you're not going to have when you start, or if you've been podcasting for years, like Steven and I, it's just, it's not something that you can depend on. Speak for yourself. Well, I'm going to speak for Dan here and he <laughs> is in a class all of his own because congratulations podcast, whenever you want to, and still get millions of downloads. Wow. Woo. Now other shows produce when there's a topic to produce on basically on the going network on the bubble with our friend and fellow network member, Joshua Liston. He produces probably more sporadically than he really would like to. However, he does put out an episode when there is subject matter to produce on, such as a show actually gets canceled, or maybe he's seeing a trend in shows getting renewed or canceled. Those are usually seasonal a, a few times a year, so he'd want to key in on what's going on with those. In short, this type of release style works for a show with events coming in like Josh does, but it might not work for you. For instance, a new show probably doesn't work as randomly produced as we're talking about because the current events are definitely going to feel old by the time you get them out. However, let me state this. If podcasting is your hobby and you feel like this is the only way to continue and you know that you can prevent pod fade by producing whenever you want, go ahead, produce whenever you can. This way, you can still have fun podcasting and get your shows out. Just temper your expectations because your podcast is going to have a problem growing for the long term. So this is predominantly for you having fun podcasting. The last option that we want to go ahead and present is one that I'll segue and transition into here by giving a callback. For those of you who regularly watch Better Podcasting or pay close attention to what's being said on Better Podcasting, knows that... Stargate Pioneer likes to grow a beard over the winter. He grows a beard over the winter, but then he's got to take it off in the summer because he has seasonal allergies. So you could potentially line up your podcast with his allergies by doing seasonal podcasting. That's what seasonal podcasting means, right? That's one of the ways it means, yes, but you don't have to exclusively do seasonal podcasting that way. Now, seasonal podcasting is great if you need a definite project end. You don't want to have that podcast go years and years and years without an end state, an end game in mind. You don't want to podcast forever. Seasonal podcasting is for, could be for you anyway. Now the topic that you want to cover is best done. So in depth for a limited time, if that's true, seasonal podcasting might be for you. Seasonal podcasting is great if you need to break things up to prevent burnout. We've discussed that before. Or if you need time for breaks or major life events. We all have stuff that we have going on in our lives. Maybe you're doing some home remodeling. Maybe you're rebuilding a car engine. Maybe you're moving your studio from one room to the other in the house. But maybe you're remodeling the studio. Maybe putting new carpet in. Maybe new flooring, painting the walls, that sort of thing. 
Maybe you're moving residences. You're going from apartment to apartment, apartment to home, home to home, home to apartment, home to lake home, home to boat, something like that. Maybe if you're moving residences, maybe you need to take some time off and seasons will work great for that. If you have a big life event going on, graduations, weddings, maybe you have some life care of somebody that needs extensive medical care going on. Or if you have a major work event like running a conference and you want to podcast about that conference or promote that podcast, this is all would be great for seasonal podcasting, all these events. In another way that you could actually benefit from seasonal podcasting is if you wanted to put more production value into each episode, but you wanted to stack them up a little bit before releasing them. We're talking about release schedules in a little bit. Maybe you want to go ahead and change host or a cast. We'll call it a cast, but it could just be a co-host periodically. Like you want to change up who's in the other seat with you. Or if you're doing an audio drama, if you want to change up the cast as you go along, the seasonal podcast might be a natural break for you to do that. And here's an interesting thing. If you wanted just a natural opportunity to pause, review, and improve your show, we do it every year around the holidays, right, Stephen? Well, you don't have to wait for the holidays. You can do it whenever, and you can just call it a season as you go from one season to the next. If you happen to be covering a seasonal subject like My Beard Growth, a TV show, maybe a sports team activity, maybe it's a seasonal activity like lakes or mountain climbing or maybe it's holiday-based, all that sort of stuff. You can do a seasonal podcast about that. And here's something interesting. Even in the geek dumbs, there are seasonal or major events to cover, like Star Wars. And you might think that you could do a Star Wars podcast every week, and yes, you can. However, you could do a season on if there's a big movie coming out, if you want to do prep for the movie, and then post mortem of the movie afterwards that could be a season on one movie and then the next movie and the next movie maybe there's a series that's out you want to cover that and you call that a season if there is a major convention like star wars they have a major convention but it's every few years it's called celebration you could do a season on that as it comes up and if you wanted to talk about any specific thing like the star wars part of the disney theme parks that could be a season that you cover as well. And then you can take a break in between seasons. So this is an example, one subject with a lot of things going on. Now, Stephen, we've actually done a little bit of seasonal podcasting right here on Better Podcasting. Well, sort of. Because we've done three to four episode arcs before, and arcs could be considered seasons. So, okay, that might be stretching a little bit, but you could get the idea. We could potentially do one big arc on one topic and call that a season. And then we could take a break and roll in all of that better podcasting money. Hint, there is none. But then we would do another season after we finish realizing there's nothing to roll in. So definitely that would be a way that we could potentially do seasons here on better podcasting. Now, we actually have a few podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network that have done seasonal seasons. One of them is the Undaunted Podcast. They do short production runs and then takes a break. As well, just one more fix does seasons right well they kind of do seasons and they kind of do continuous podcasts that's what we'll call weekly podcasts by the way continuous podcasts so just one more fix is actually jekyll and hyde because they do both they do both seasons and continuous now just one more fix has weekly episodes dealing with the how-tos of gaming the industry of gaming and the thought process behind tabletop gaming 
That is their better podcasting version of their show on tabletop gaming. But they also do playthroughs like the Night Witches series, and that could be considered a season. So that's an example of doing both. It does have some drawbacks when you actually go into the ID3 tags and you're trying to determine which podcast you're talking about, a continuous or a seasonal podcast, but you can actually do both with the same podcast. Now, seasons, as I talked about before, do allow you to change up your format. And one thing that is recent in both our lives that we've noticed has changed up their format a little bit is Amazon's Grand Tour. Now, this is the trio that came over from the BBC doing the automotive uh, talk show, or I don't know what you want to call it, but it's an automotive show. And they actually changed up from season one to season two, right, Stephen? Yeah, that was a pretty hard left turn that they did there with the Grand Tour. Uh, I'll say this, I'm a few episodes into season three and pretty much like season two. So there's your Grand Tour moment on better podcasting. But that was a tweak in order to get them to the point where they liked it so they could continue doing it in the future. And they took the in between season one and season two to do that. You can do the same thing with your podcast. Now, seasons also allow you to run with more than one project without having to figure out how to run concurrent projects. For example, Stephen. You can decide you can run two podcasts with different co-hosts, right? Uh, absolutely. I could go ahead and just just can Stargate Pioneer for season two and then bring them back for season three when the ratings tank and then continue on, you know, that cycle because I can only take so much SP. No, uh, here's the thing. If you look at the way that I podcast, I, I've decided that me, I really can only run two podcast weekly that, that's all that my schedule allows all that my wife allows uh, all that my schedule allows is for me to be able to do the guinea geek show and better podcasting but what if i was to say change the guinea geek show to be a seasonal podcast where maybe january through march i run a season of the guinea geek show and then i pick it up three months after that well in that downtime, I could start a third show. And now I'm running three concurrent podcasts rather than just two. So potentially I could go and use seasonal podcasting in order to tackle an extra topic, even though my schedule will only allow me to run two weekly podcasts at a given time. Doesn't mean it always has to be the Gunna Geek Show and Better Podcasting. Again, I could go ahead and have SP fire me a few months of the, the year and I could do something else during that time. That works. Getting fired from a podcast is actually not as bad as everybody thinks. Well, I mean, it could be, but not the way we do it. We're going to run down some best practices, specifically as seasonal podcasting. So if you choose to do this, you can keep these in consideration. So if you are thinking about seasonal podcasting, there are some issues with how long your season should be, right? How long should my season be? Well, it's basically just like the length of your episode. Make it as short or as long as you need it to be. A season could be as short as three episodes. It could be as long as 30 or 40 or a year long. Doesn't matter. It could be whatever you need to cover what you're covering. I would go ahead and plan out your seasons in advance. Just don't try to feel your way through it. If you have definite things that you want to cover with your subject matter, make sure that you're covering it in some sort of logical order and that you have an end game in mind. 
you can add stuff along the way. There's nothing to say. It's not like a TV show. Well, I guess it is like a TV show. Say they have a buy for 13 episodes. And then along the way, you're doing so great that the network said, hey, can you give us four more episodes? And the showrunner said, of course, we can give you four more episodes. And then they run into the writer's room and say, crap, we got four more episodes. What are we going to do? This is the same sort of thing as you are going to be doing. But this is your decision. So basically, if it fits, go ahead and create more episodes. But if you need to reduce episodes, please do that too. make sure it is valuable for your listener. Think of each episode in terms of an individual class lesson for a course. That's always a great way to plan out your season. If you're thinking about a course that you've taken, we've all taken courses in high school. We've all gotten syllabuses. This is a way to think about it. Make sure that you're covering everything that you need to cover in whatever episodes that you have to cover along the way. I even plan out seasons of my TV podcasts. If we're talking about Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Sterling Tribune, we talk about how long it's going to co- take to cover a certain series that we're covering. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week in episode 270 just started The Runaways, and we were looking at how much time we had before the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. six seasons started. And we're like, well, can we fit this in or not? Yes, we were able to fit it in even with two big Marvel movies in the way too. So we're going to make it through the runaways before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts. That was a key thing into looking into which series that we wanted to cover. If you do a season, make sure you add in production value. You take your time to get the audio quality right. There's nothing that says you have to launch on a specific day. Unless you're covering an event, go ahead and get the audio quality right, add in sound effects and background music if you need to, and tightly edit that content. Don't just throw the episodes out because you've got the time to produce it. And then I would actually, if we're talking about rolling it out, Stephen, you and I didn't, we we talked about it in the uh, creation of the document here, but we've not talked about in person how to roll the seasons out. Do you do it? one episode at a time, or you do the Netflix model and you just throw it all out there. Well, there are some reasons why you'd want to do an episode at a time rather than throwing it all out there. So you can publish one episode at a time. You can do it weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever. And this gives your subscribers a chance to listen to it and then move on to the next one versus just listening to the last episode. And this is important because people do consume podcasts on podcatchers and they often go to what's new in their podcatcher. So if you're doing a weekly show or a bi-weekly show, you have more of a chance of your subscribers or listeners actually catching your show. If you publish three, five, 10 episodes at once, it's going to be more difficult for the consumer to actually go through it. It's not Netflix, it's podcasting. It's a different way to consume. You might think that people are consuming it like Netflix or Hulu, but they're not. They're consuming it like a weekly podcast show. So by publishing routinely, it does also give the listener something to look forward to, and it gives people incentive to keep up during your season. So you actually get listens once you publish your show. Now, when you end your season and you intend on returning, make sure you communicate that break with your audience. Tell your audience this is a season. Give a tease of your plans for the next season and look at what you want to do in the off season. Do you want to release bonus content? Do you want to promote past seasons? Do you want to put more teasers up for the upcoming season? These are all things that you should consider. 
do you want to promote your show on another project you're doing? And if you're doing another project, tell your audience about that show and its continuous circle of promotion. That's not a bad thing. Remember, people are listening to you because they like you. And this is giving them a chance to hear more of you or more of your creations on other shows. Now, Stephen, another consideration is podcast hosting, right? Yeah, because if you're only producing a podcast part-time, will that change your decision process on picking a host? The reason why is because self-hosting might all of a sudden seem a little bit more appealing so that you're not paying for that hosting plan every single month. But let's say that you want to do media hosting anyways, because to be honest, really easy, a lot of good benefits to that. Maybe now you want to prioritize a media host that allows you to scale back while you're not podcasting, because otherwise you might be paying for a full plan when you're not podcasting. Now, obviously, you got to do the math and decide because maybe a less expensive podcast host might work out throughout the whole year. But it's still something that might change your decision process, depending on how long your seasons are, because, again, you're going to have gaps and you want to make sure you figure out the financials behind those gaps. The other thing that you want to consider is with iTunes and Apple Podcasts, you want to keep in mind that if you do set your podcast to seasonal, your first episode display is going to be your first episode as opposed to your last. This is generally the way it works within iTunes when it's pulling from the Apple Podcast directory, right? SP, I don't have Apple. You know all about that. <laughs> Yeah, if you do set your podcast to seasonal and you mark your episodes, season one, season two, your first episode of your first season is going to be the first thing that people see. And the last thing they're going to see, say you have five seasons, they will see the last episode, say it's 10 episode seasons. The last one they'll see down below will be the 10th episode of the fifth season. Whereas if you're doing a continuous process of your podcast, it's just going to be the last episode that you actually have listed. And you can do a thing where you change the dates, but basically it's your latest episode that you published will show up on top versus your first episode that you ever published. Things to keep in mind as you're choosing between continuous and seasonal podcasting. What do you do with your brand when you podcast as seasonal? I would go ahead and make it as clear as possible so people know how much longer they have you. And when you're gone, how long until you get back? This is hand in hand with the communication we were talking about before about ending your season and then starting a new one. And have you ever had a TV show that you're watching canceled mid run? I mean, it's happened before, it happened a lot. That's why I have my new theory, which Stephen doesn't agree with, of waiting three seasons before I actually get into a show. But it happens that TV shows get podcast mid season. Well, what if your podcast gets canceled mid season or a podcast pod fades within mid season? It's disappointing to have that show ripped from you because it's part of your life, it's part of your routine. You want to go all the way with the show to the end and the conclusion. And if your audience doesn't know that you're on a break, they'll see, feel the same way. They're like, "Where did this podcast go?" Just tell them you're taking a, a break because your 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 next season will start. Actually talk about seasons. People understand seasons because of sports teams and TV shows. You're fine. Just enunciate you're talking about a season. So in summary, there are options for podcasting, whether it's daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or irregular, or even seasonal. You want to choose the release schedule that best fits your content and your availability. 
Remember, you want to have fun with podcasting. You're a hobby podcaster. Podcasting should be fun, and there's plenty of options for you to explore to make that fun. Seasonal podcasting can be just as effective if planned and executed right. So we want to know, do you have a podcast in a non-weekly seasonal manner or even just a non-weekly manner? What are your best practices that you have? We absolutely want to hear from you. Get in touch with us through any of the ways at podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And just remember, the best podcast is the one that is timed with Stargate Pioneer's beard. The best podcast. Welcome to this week's Better Podcasting Download. You may have noticed uh, about a month ago, I posted on the Gonna Geek Gear channel a couple videos for the Roadcaster Pro. Yeah, we had it in our possession early on so that we could post some clips all about it. Uh, one of the, the more fun clips that I've actually done was... I tried to keep away from the documentation on the Roadcaster Pro so that I could record what my experience was trying to set it up without really looking at anything. Just how intuitive was this device? And that's one of the videos that you can find at youtube.com slash gonna geek gear. But you might have also noticed that we kind of used it for those videos. If you watched the live thing, you probably heard me do some really crazy wiring using a whole bunch of different connections and things in order to try it for a couple of live episodes. And then there was this silence. That's right. There was silence for a reason. And the reason was quite honestly, what I was producing, what I was recording, I wasn't very happy with. So I wanted to do some tests. I already did a couple audio tests for a specific video that I'm like 90% done that I ended up doing the test twice and both times I wasn't very happy with the audio quality. So I used two different cables, both different times, and I ordered a brand new cable going, let's try a third time. And then when I did that, it arrived the day, I think it was, that Rode announced that they were putting out a new firmware with multi-track recording. So I decided at this point, I wanna put that video on hold just because Let's wait and see what happens with the firmware. In the first firmware release that they put out, they addressed a couple things that sort of kind of affected audio quality because some people had some noise in some certain scenarios. So giving the benefit of the doubt, I wanna wait and see what happens with this new firmware because it could affect what's happening. So essentially I've, I've scrapped that video for now. I put it on hold, but essentially I've scrapped it because I'm gonna redo it once the new firmware is out. But I did dig out my trusty cable that I ordered that was new and I recorded a couple quick samples just so that I could share them on here and explain a little bit about my feelings behind the audio right now and also a couple of question marks, a little a couple head scratching moments that I've had. So yes, you will absolutely see a follow up and expanded version of this in some form in the future on the Gunna Geek Gear channel just depending on what happens here? We'll see which way it goes. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and share right now a clip. Now, the summary on this clip that I'm going to share is that I, I've recorded using two different microphones, and I'll explain in the test a little bit what it is, and then I'll follow up after. But I've recorded directly to the SD card, 
and I will again explain afterwards. Now, for those of you watching the video side of things, there's specifically no video on this because I want to listen to this clip. I, I don't want us to be distracted by video. In fact, the clip that I was, or the video I was originally going to put out didn't have me on it during the test for that same reason. I wanted to have just a, a video of the Rodecaster Pro so that we were focused on the audio. Should I play the clip, Stargate Pioneer? Please do. All right. Well, you just tired of me talking, I guess. This is the Rode Procaster into the Rodecaster Pro on Unity. I have used the settings that are set up in the Rodecaster Pro for the Rode Procaster, and Unity is four lines down as confirmed by Rode. This is with the compressor, the high pass filter, the deesser, and the noise gate enabled. The Aphex processing is off because, quite honestly, the processing doesn't sound that great to my ears. This is now one line below Unity, meaning five from the top. And this is one line above Unity, meaning three lines from the top. This is with the processing on. This is with the processing off, leaving the input gain at the same levels that were set up by default through the Rodecaster Pro for the Rode Procaster. I am talking at Unity, meaning four lines from the top. This is one line below Unity, meaning five lines from the top. And this is one line above Unity, meaning three lines from the top, with all processing off. This is with the volume turned up all the way and processing off on the Rodecaster Pro. If I talk loud, you'll notice that there is not a lot of clipping happening. In fact, I don't hear any clipping happening even when I talk loud. This is loud into the Rodecaster Pro using the Rode Procaster microphone. All right, so let's go ahead and pause there for a minute, and then I will play another version of this. So one of the things that I want to mention right here, if you didn't understand, was that I ended up trying to do some tests above and below Unity. And the reason why I wanted to do that was because the audio, in my opinion, and if you want the full raw version of this, go to betterpodcasting.com slash 169. I'll make sure that there's a link to the direct WAV file for this. Honestly, there's quite a difference when you go just a little below Unity and a little above Unity. When you go up above Unity, you start to hear a lot more distortion. And when you go below, you lose a lot of the sound that the Rodecaster Pro is supposed to do, the processing, the things like that. It starts to sound more dull. And this is only one line difference. And you really, really can notice this when you do tests and you do more than just a simple test. You get excited and you have a full-on podcast. It honestly can drastically sound different. Different. Now, the clipping. Yes, we did hear some clipping, but it's important to know that those of you who aren't watching the video side of things, the actual waveform never fully clips even when I get mad. Or mad. Yell. Whatever. Uh, mad, yell, same thing. I'm getting mad talking about it. Uh, and, and that's concerning to me because that might mean that even with compression off, there's some form of onboard compression happening, which will affect your signal chain as you go through and you set levels. If there's compression happening, even when you want it off, it potentially means that you could end up 
underdriving your microphone or overdriving it and not really realizing it. So it's a bit of a concern. And if you do watch the video at betterpodcasting.com slash 169, again, you'll see the waveform never fully clips even when I yell. Now, here's the thing. That was the Rode Procaster microphone using the Rode settings. I expect Rode to make sure that the settings sound good for their microphones. If you're going to put out a product, you bloody well better make sure that your product sounds half decent on it. So let's go ahead and choose the second favorite podcast microphone here. Big dynamic podcast microphone here. The RE320. This is the RE320 using the compressor, the high pass filter, the de-esser, and the noise gate. The Aphex processing is off, and this is at unity, meaning four lines from the top. The input gain is at 30, and that falls within the green space that this is supposed to be at. This is with the processing on, and one line below unity, meaning five lines from the top. And this is one line above unity, meaning three lines from the top, with processing on. This is the RE320 with all processing off, at unity, meaning four lines from the top. This is one line below unity, meaning five lines from the top with processing off. And this is one line above unity, meaning three lines from the top. And this is the RE320 with the volume turned right up. And even when I speak loud, you can hear some clipping, but not traditional clipping either. So I just wanted to share those. And honestly, the RE320 doesn't sound very good to me, especially when I end up getting a little excited. So I have concerns over this. Uh, you might be able to guess a little bit about what sort of video I was trying to do, given that I came across the RE320 sounding a little bit different. You can fill in the pieces from there. Uh, and, and I do have concerns. The other thing that I have a concern with is that when I was monitoring this with my headphones directly into the board, it is amazing how much more noise that I hear with the processing off, but for some reason I don't fully hear it on the clip. So is there still some form of processing happening to help clean that up? Or is it just the fact that when you're monitoring, you're hearing extra noise that doesn't actually exist? It's just through the signal going out to the headphones. I'm not sure, but as someone trying to monitor for the best signal coming into my, my recording, if I'm hearing noise that doesn't actually exist on the track, that's not really a good reference to what exactly I'm recording, and that's a concern. So I have a bit of concerns at this time over it, but again, I am waiting until the firmware comes out. But at this time, unless you're using a Rode microphone, I have concerns about the quality that is there. The RE320 in this clip, I think, highlighted that concern that I have. Again, if you go to betterpodcasting.com slash 169, I'll have a link to the direct wave where you can hear this. And the difference that you're hearing between the processing and the non-processing also is a little surprising to me because the posted clip that I have, again, sounds a little different than what I'm hearing when I'm actually recording. I think that it's more noticeable when I'm recording, so, uh, when I'm actually hearing it live when I'm recording, not on the end recording. So we'll see. But I wanted to share that now, and that's why we haven't done a, a video yet, but it's been a month, and I'm tired of waiting for the firmware, and I thought, for you, the Better Podcasting listener, 
I would serve you because a lot of people I know who are looking at this and I want to just sort of give my first thoughts so that if you're on the fence, maybe it will help sway your decision one way or another. And I'm not saying not to get it, but I'm just saying this could present something that you might want to consider. You might be totally happy with it. So there you go. SP, anything you want to chime in? I know you and I have been bouncing off this privately over the last couple of weeks. You've tried it with more microphones than just the two that you presented here. So rest assured, listener, is that the audio quality issues do persist through several other microphones as well. The other thing about the Rode Procaster, which I cannot understate right now, is there is no true mix minus through the USB. So using it through Discord or Skype or Hangouts on Air or something like that, you're going to feed back to the internet everything that's coming in, including what's coming into the actual Rodecaster. So just be aware that it is not a finely tuned machine yet, and you might want to wait until a firmware update or two or three before everything finally gets fixed and they release it the way they wanted to originally. We're glad we have it to play with, but we also are not using it on a daily basis because there are some issues with it. So if you got any questions about that, please get in touch with us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Let's go ahead and move on to a quick better pod back. We had some great sightings of better podcasting mentions throughout the interwebs this week, and we're going to start on our very own YouTube channel on the live video, we had a comment by American Liberty who mentioned commenting just to be able to have it deleted when you pull the live show. Side note, upgraded to the Movie Studio Platinum 16.0 suite, came with the free SoundForge 12 with Isotope Ozone Elements 8, have no idea where the Isotope went. It doesn't create a standalone shortcut to it on the desktop. Great show, guys. Okay, a couple things there. First of all, this is a play on the fact that we pull down the live video and any comments there do get lost to the interwebs. I actually shared with Stephen a way to actually pull the comments back out eventually, but it does include making the video at least unlisted before you put it back to private. Also, of note, Movie Studio Platinum 16.0 Suite is out. I have not gone ahead and purchased it yet because I have a lot of production to do and I'm going to keep using 15.0 because I know it works right now. And then hopefully 16.0 will go through some, we were talking about firmware updates to the Roadcaster Pro. They'll release some fixes to their software in the coming months and then I'll switch over to Movie Studio 16. Steven, what, what are your thoughts on Movie Studio 16? I haven't tried it either, but I'm waiting as well. Exact same reason. Okay. Giving a special shout out to Stargate Pioneers, Stomping Grounds, Reddit. Uh, we, there's a couple of posts over there that we just wanted to say thank you very much and we're grat- very grateful. Uh, we had a Reddit post over there that said helpful podcast about podcasting, question mark, and then asked about helpful podcast about podcasting. And we got a special shout out from Houston 3 See Houston three. Uh, so I don't know, or Houston three, whatever you prefer. Better podcasting was mentioned. And then we had PDX. Good girl. Say I've started listening to better podcasting and watching episodes on YouTube when I'm able. So awesome. Thank you very much. We do greatly appreciate that. We also got a couple other shout outs in that same thread, right? SB. We did by elusive 007 said 
he or she listened to and learned a lot from the Better Podcasting Show, highly recommended. And Yaboy Yazim from the Shield Wall podcast said, I have gotten a lot out of Better Podcasting. So thank you very much, everybody, for promoting Better Podcasting. This is something that is just happening out in the wild that we're having listeners recommend our show to other listeners. So that is great. Thank you very much for doing that, guys. And Elusive007, if you have a podcast, let us know. We'll promote it here on the show. And PDX Good Girl, once your show gets out there, please let us know what it is. And we'll also promote that on the show. That is who made the original post, by the way, PDX Good Girl. Since I went into your stomping grounds, why don't you go into my stomping ground, Stargate Pioneer, and uh, read the screenshot that I provided you because you can't see this. No, I can't. This is from the Facebook, and I will continue calling it the Facebook forever because Stargate Pioneer cannot have an account on Facebook. Anyway, Patrick Heller said, I cannot believe I only recently found this show like two episodes ago. How is that possible? I'm obsessed with every podcast about podcasting show. I love it. So Patrick Keller is getting some great vibes from better podcasting. Thank you very much, Patrick. You know how you only found out about it? You remember earlier we mentioned, you know, are you going to drop it all at one time like Netflix? That's what we did. All 168 episodes just got dropped at one time. No, that's that's not what happened at all. No. Uh, we also had Jeff say, help, due to the snowstorm and a tight deadline, my co-host and I were forced to record our episode in a tiny hotel room onto one track. There is a slight echo because of the bleed through between the two mics in the room. It's a 75-minute podcast of great content. How do I save my podcast? So, Jeff, uh, apologize. We didn't see this in time. I think you already had it, had it posted by the time we saw this because it was quite a while ago. And that's on me. That's on me not using the Facebook tools correctly. I apologize for that. Jeff, if you're still looking for feedback, please do do get in touch with us. Uh, it's really hard, really hard when you've got that bleed on a single track. But maybe we can throw some ideas your direction. I have a future How I Saved My Podcast story dealing with this. And the short story is I couldn't use the audio, basically. So there are ways that you could try to recover it. But if it's too much echo, like reverb that is specifically put in the track yeah you're not going to recover for that (laughs) and finally we had ivan reach out to us and ivan said hey guys love your podcast i'm a new podcaster that is still in the beginning process i'm learning audacity and how to plan each episode i have to admit i was leaning towards not moving forward with starting my podcast until i stumbled across better podcasting wow you guys have helped me a ton over the last three weeks of course there's still a lot for me to learn but you guys do a great job in answering my basic questions through your many episodes of Better Podcasting. Thanks. My long drives to work go a lot smoother when I put on your podcast and get some great knowledge from you guys. Thanks, Ivan. Ivan, thanks so much for sending this. We're, you know, this message here made me really, really happy when I saw it because I do this out of the love of podcasting, same reason SP does. And so to see us have helped somebody move forward. It's just, it it makes me feel all sorts of happy that I'm doing this podcast because I enjoy podcasting. It's why my, it's my hobby. And if I can help someone else have that same joy by giving the push that someone needs to help get their show going, I'm very happy to give that gentle push. I'm Canadian. 
I'm a gentle yeah. push. Yeah. There's a few, you know, we should do an episode in the future about all the reasons that we started Better Podcasting. Kind of the two main ones, though, is we like to podcast, so we like to talk about it to begin with. So that's on us. But the other thing is we like to help people, as Stephen just said. And if we're able to help others through better podcasting and not have a sales ad pitch or whatever, I mean, there's a place for that too. But if you just don't want that and you just want to hobby podcast on your own, we're glad to share with you what we're doing there in my kits and all. Absolutely. So if you have thought about starting your podcast and haven't yet, Get in touch with us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com because we absolutely would love to hear what your your stopping point is so that hopefully we can help give you that gentle push to get you over that hurdle. Please get in touch with us to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Nope, there's a good chance we'll talk about it on this very show. So you've been warned. Unless, of course, you ask us not to, then we'll, we'll definitely keep it offline. But there you go. That's going to take us to the end of the show. So for episode 169 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, I come up with so many good podcast ideas on this show. The SP Beardcast. It's coming soon. And I'm SP saying he said beard, not beer, beard. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Better Podcasting. We want to hear from you. You can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. If you like the show, please consider giving us a five-star review in iTunes. We encourage you to check out all of the other geeky podcasts available at gunnageeknetwork.com. This has been a Gunna Geek production. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week. <laughs>